Shalom Shalom Abracha. We're here on the Friday of Shabbos Kodesh. We're covering Shabbos Kodesh by Thursday for Friday. Um, just a couple of announcements before we actually begin. So we have uh, the Magid Alevi Daily, which we're doing now, the Minchas Chinuch. We moved onwards from Hashem Shmuspatim to the Mitzvahs of Hashem Shuma. So I didn't record this week because I'm researching, going over the Mitzvahs uh, in Yanni Karbanis and what. The Mitzvah will continue uh, next week uh, to be participate in the Magad Levi Daily. Um, there's the link to look on here on the WhatsApp and uh, or to send an email, and I'll put you on the as per request. So before I actually begin the Divrei Torah, which is uh, is beautiful this week, it, it complements one to the other. What do I mean? I learned from a sefer called Mechel uh, Shmuzim. We know we're going to say over Mechem this week, Pasha's Bay. And I also learned from time to time in the sefer from Rechaim Shmulevitz that was put out many years ago by Asko, Sichas Musa, Rechaim's discourses, also on uh, on the the Torah by Pasha. Uh, it's interesting to note that it just fell out this way, Siyat Deshmai, that Reb Mechel Birnbaum, in this book, Reb Mechel Shmuzim, they don't have, there is no Devetariah published Pashas Vayera. And in the Reb Chaim's Shmuz, there's nothing recorded for Pashas Bay. So I'm going to learn from Pashas Bay from Reb Mechel Sefer this week. Reb Mechel's Sefer over for the Devetariah. And the Reb Chaim's Shmuz from Pashas Vayera really complements and drives home the point that Reb, Chai, Reb Mechel, Barnabam Zetzal, is making. Okay, but before we begin all that, I want to just relate here something that's been available for everybody to learn over the past 2,000 years and more. It's a Targ Mishalmi. Targ Mishalmi and Pasha's Bite, this week's Pasha. And of course, it's a Bavus, the Indian he brings out, but it's written in such a beautiful, delicate Aramaic. I usually learn the Targ Mishalmi this week. I happen to look into the Targ Mishalmi and uh, wow. So Pashas Bay, we know uh, the Makis ended. We are leaving Klal Yisrael, so leaving Mitzrayim. We're giving mitzvahs. We're giving mitzvahs, uh, and um, we begin to, to formulate as a nation. And the assurance of Kadosh Baruch Hu tells us, "Leil Shimurim Hula Hashem Laitzia Meyatzitzayim Hu Alayla Zel Hashem Shimurim Chol Bnei Yisrael Adayasim Leil Shimurim." We know we have a we have a promise from our, we have an assurance from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Torah records Leil Tazvav of of Pesach. We are insured; nothing will happen. We are protected. I just want to. I'll translate and we'll read the whole Yerushalmi. You can learn the Talmud Yerushalmi. This is per Yud Beis Pasuk Membeis yourself, if you're proficient in Aramaic or perhaps there's translations. Um, but let me recap, and I'll, I'll, I'll read the last few words. Both Tag Shami and Tag Shami go over the Leil Shemurim of what took place on the Tes Vav, Leil Tes Vav, and the protection that's afforded, the protection that's afforded, and, and uh, to Klai Yisrael, and all the things, all the occurrences that took place. And basically they were as follows. So it says like this, there's four times on Tes Vav that Kachbaruch Hu, uh, excuse a lot of revelation or assurance to Inyane um, Da'ilam and assurances and what? So the first time that Kodesh Baruch revealed himself, Tagim Yonison, Tagim Yishami points out, the world was and then the word of Hashem came. Let there be light. And so there was, Kodesh Baruch created light. 
look further in the Talmud Yerushalmi. It's a whole lengthy uh, display, a beautiful uh, uh, recording here, so to speak, of, of events. The second revelation, so to speak, the second time HaKadosh Baruch Hu on the test of Nisan discussed with Avram was 100 years old and so was Avram was 100 years old and so was 99, 90 years old and they're going to have a children. Third time was we know the third time. And the fourth time, the fourth time Zakti Tagim Yishalmi. Let me read what he says here for Tagim Yishalmi for Leil Ravi. Okay. Leil Ravi Kadyashlam Alma Kitze Lemesparko Chavle Rishra Yishetzun Vigire Parzlo Yispru Moshe Yipoik Mingoi Madbro Umalkum Ishiko Malkum Ishiko Mingoi Roymo then you dabber brace and nono, but then you dabber brace and nono, maimer da shemed dabber bent harvehoin, we even mahalachin kahado who lel pisco kadamashem nitum as I'm in the holy He said it there, Rabbi said, Malcolm Meshicha from the goddess of Rome will come forth. It's a Yushalmi. So uh, we are waiting, test above Nisan this year, Bezaz Hashem. We'll have the opportunity once again to be Eilu Regal, or perhaps even to be told Alpinavur, to be under the Malchus of Mashiach, to bring a carbon Pesach. Now, let's learn from the Besefa or Mechel Shmuzen about the union of Pesach, of carbon Pesach, and then go back and learn up Rebchaim Shmuz, Rebchaim Shmuz, Shmuz from last week, which enhances and really proficiently brings forth the the idea of Reb Mechel into, into our minds for posterity. Okay, let's learn Reb Mechel. So Reb Mechel on Karim Pesach. The Torah tells us that Moshe called to all the elders of Israel and said to them, Kichu, Vayikr Moshe, Mechosek Yisrael, V'yayim Aleyem, Mishchu, Kichu Lachem, Tzoyim, Lemeshpachayzeichem, Torah tells us that Moshe called to the elders of Klai Yisrael and said to them, draw forth and take for yourselves sheep and slaughter the carbon Pesach. Pesach, yeah, yabez, yabez, the Mechilta explains the expression, draw, draw forth, as being a warning that the people must, quote, draw themselves away from the idolatrous practices which they had adopted in Eretz Yisrael, and this must be done before performing the carbon Pesach, before bringing the carbon Pesach, being marked with the carbon Pesach. It is interesting to note that when Hashem initially gave Moshe the mitzvah, the tzivoy of the carbon Pesach, the wording was somewhat different. Back in Pesach Gimel, this parak Yidbeis. Just a v'yikach. Here, seemingly, the language changed up somewhat. So, why did Moshe Rabbeinu here switch it and say, Kichu, Umishchu? What's this Russian draw for yourself? 
drawing forth or drawing apart when he repeated Hashem's commandment to Chai Yisrael. So the Archaim says here in the footnote uh, also raises this question. So Zakir Mechel, perhaps the answer lies in a statement that Moshe has made once before when speaking to Pari. Speaking to Pari, when Pari had offered to let Klai Yisrael bring the carbon Pesach within the land of Mitzrayim, so Moshe replied to Pari, Klai Yisrael will be sacrificing the deity, the deity of Egypt, Tashem. If we sacrifice the Egyptians' deity, I think that's how you pronounce it, in their presence, Will they not stone us? Right? So one of the main points of the Mashkirch of Mechel, of the Pesach, of the carbon Pesach, was thus to serve as a repudiation repudiation of the Egyptian deity. The Jews, Klai Yisrael, were to make the very symbol of Egyptian idolatry and slaughter it into Hashem. As Hashem himself had said, the Pesach offering was to commemorate the fact that I, quote, I shall pass through Mitzrayim on that night and I shall strike down every firstborn in Mitzrayim and I shall administer justice to all the gods of Egypt. I am Hashem. And when I see the blood of the carbon Pesach, I will pass over your house, pass over Pesach. Dagada points out that the repeated use of the pronoun by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the word I, in this particular Pasuk, Hashem was emphasizing that the miracles involved in the redemption from Mitzrayim were carried out only by him without the agency and help of any angels. The carbon Pesach was thus intended to be a lesson in the clear recognition of Hashem's power in the world and the total worthlessness of Egypt's deities. Deities, deities. It was thus entirely appropriate that Moshe incorporated into his rep- repetition of Hashem's command the need for the people to draw themselves away from Egyptian idolatry. This was, after all, the major theme of Kabbalah Pesach. Holding the thought of the Mashkiach, that the Ica thing. The Ica theme of Karben Pesach was the drawing away from the Avodah of Egypt and by sacrificing their deity, their deity to HaKadosh Baruch Hu became symbolistic of that rejection of Avodah I'd like to now read and learn from the Sefer of Sihas Musaf and Rechaim Shmulevitz HaKetzal Chavosh on Pashas Ba'erah titled Yesh Kaino Ilama Bishal Achas immortalizing the fleeting moment. Kodesh commanded Moshe and Aaron to command them to the children of Israel and to Melech Mitzrayim. Reb Chaim brings in here a Gemara Yishami in Rosh Hashanah Perik, Gimel, Mishnah Halacha Hei, Amar Shmuel Ma Yitzchak, Amal Tzivam, the Pasuk Deim Va'era, Pashas Va'era says, 
Vidar Hashem Amesh Olam Vitzavim and Bnei Yisrael. Ma'atzivam, Prakti Yishalmi. So Rav Shmuel Ba'yitzchak says there, Al-Parasha Shiluach Avodim Tzivam. HaKadosh Moruch who commanded Moshe and Aaron to tell Kala Yisrael about the mitzvah, the commandment of one day fleeing, freeing their own slaves. Why did Hashem feel it necessary to command Kala Yisrael with this specific mitzvah at this particular time before they even left Mitzrayim while they were still Avodim in, in Beis Avodim in Mitzrayim? So Gemara there relates that before doing tshuva, Rabbi Loza ben Dardia was mazana with every zayna in the world. This cause, this cause, this cause, the cause of his tshuva of this Tana, Rabbi Loza ben Dardia, was a chance remark by this woman, with a woman with whom he was engaged in sin, to the effect that he, this Allah, this Tana, was incapable of doing any tshuva. When she said this, her words had such a powerful effect on this town on Rebbe that he sat down on the mountain and he cried until he died. At that point, there was a basco, a heavenly voice proclaimed, quote, Rebbe has entered the world to come. When Rebbe Rebbeinu HaKadosh heard this, he began crying and he remarked, there are some who acquire the share of Elam in about a minute, in one moment. Dr. Chaim, why did Rebbe cry? Should not his reaction have been one of joy, of simcha, that Erlaza had raised himself out of such a degrading and debating circumstance to the extent that he instantly acquired a share in the world to come? Why was Rebbe crying? The answer is that Rebbe did not cry for Erlaza's sake, but rather for all of humanity. When he was told the story of Erlaza, he realized that each one of us, too, experiences a moment of such import that is capable of changing one's entire life. Yet only one out of a thousand, in fact, utilize this moment, and every person does indeed have such a moment in his life. If every person does indeed have such a moment in his life, why do so few make use of it? This is why Rebbe cried. When the Jewish people, when Klai Yisrael left Mitzrayim, the whole earth was shaken. It says over there, the princes of Adam fell in disarray, the powerful ones of Meir were overtaken by trembling, and the inhabitants of Canaan melted. But what followed? Adam pulled themselves together, continuing the murderous ways. Meir calmed themselves and returned to the idolatry, while Canaan carried on with all their perversions. Only one man in the world, Yisrael, succeeded in transforming this powerful impression of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, of Bakas Hayyam, into a change in his way of life. As the Pasuk says, in Yisrael heard, Yishma Yisrael. What did he hear? He heard about the splitting of the sea and about the war with Amalek, Zakrashi. Many heard, but only he, only Yosef, only Yisrael listened. However, besides the change, one must affect at the time of the initial impact it is even more important to find some way of keeping alive those original feelings even many years later. Chazal tells us that Pati ben Laish, the son-in-law to be of Sholem was even saintlier, a bigger tzaddik than Boyaz, because Boyaz had to restrain himself with Rus but one night 
when Rus came to his granary. Palti, on the other hand, was given Shaul's daughter as a wife after she had already been betrothed to David. While Shaul thought the betrothal, the Arison, to be null and void, Palti knew otherwise. Though ostensibly they lived together, he refrained from any marital relations with her. When Palti was first forced, quote, to marry, to marry this daughter of Shaul, he had a moment of great resolve and decided that he will not live with her. How was he able to control himself for so long after that time? Chazal tells us that he struck a sword between his bed and hers and declared, whoever crosses this line deserves death. But what power rests in a lifeless sword against someone caught up in the heat of passion? What prevents him from brushing aside the sword or ignoring it entirely? The answer lies in the understanding that it is not the sword that prevents sin, but the sword is a reminder of the previous resolve forged in a moment of strength and holiness. The sword is but a testimonial that serves to evoke the previous powerful commitment. This was the intention of Ezra Seifa when he required women to wear a sinar, a special garment for the sake of modesty, Gemar Baba Rashi there explains that this was meant to serve as a deterrent to Avera. The Sinar did not act as a physical deterrent. Rather, it reawakened the feelings of modesty and reminded the wearer of the time she had committed herself to fidelity and thus served to prevent her from sin. This form of emotional, emotional reinforcement was revealed to us by Hashem in the form of the rainbow. After the Mabel, Hashem swore to never again destroy the world. As a token and a reminder of this bris, of this, this convent, Hashem formed the rainbow in the sky. This was not meant as a reminder to Hashem, so to speak, but rather as a lesson to us that no matter how strong or determined one's resolve, it is still necessary to design a reminder to evoke the original motion when necessary. Dr. Chaim Lubavaita. Until now, we have described this concept of immortalizing those fleeting moments in a personal context and within the scope of but a single lifetime. However, we shall see that this concept embraces all of Klai Yisrael and spans the eternity of the Jewish people. Klai Yisrael is at the verge of going out of Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim of redemption. Moshe had already warned Pari to free them and he would soon commence with the plan which would culminate in the deliverance of Klai Yisrael. And Hashem spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, and he commanded them to the children of Klai Yisrael. The Yishrami over there that we said it before, the explains what did Hashem command? That Moshe was told to tell Klai Yisrael with a specific mitzvah, the mitzvah of mandatory freeing of slaves after a specific period, the Shiluach HaVadim, why was it necessary to charge Klai Yisrael at this very moment with this particular mitzvah, a mitzvah which should not even be applicable for almost a half a century after till Klai Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael? <laughs> One must understand that it was extremely difficult to give up a slave when the owner perceived them as an intrinsic, intrinsic, intrinsic part, intrinsic part of his estate. Although the slave suffers terribly, 
under the yoke and bond of his enslavement and yearns for freedom, it is difficult for the owner to identify and sympathize with him. The only way to convince an owner to free his slaves was by utilizing the emotions that the Jewish people felt in the day that they themselves gained their freedom. Thus, in the midst of their own realization of freedom, they were commanded to the mitzvah of Shiluach Avodim. Dr. Chaim, this was not meant, this was meant not only to last the duration of their lifetimes, but for the eternity of Klai Yisrael, for the eternity of Klai Yisrael, almost 500 years later, the prophet Yemiyo gave Musa rebuked them, Klai Yisrael, for transgressing a mitzvah which they had received at the time that they were set free. Quote, Pasuk from Yemiyo, Thus said Hashem, God of Israel, I have made a covenant with your forefathers on the day that I took them out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, saying, at the end of seven years, set free your brethren, because you have not listened to me, Bechul. Pesach in Yermio, It is precisely to give them a true understanding of this mitzvah that they received at that particular time, hence the mention of the timing of the mitzvah, being an integral part of the commandment of the Jewish people. Had Hashem waited until giving the Torah to command them concerning this mitzvah, it would have been beyond their scope of understanding to grasp its essence. Yerushami says that Rabhila uses this Pasuk to prove that the central cause of Klai suffering was because they neglected this particular mitzvah of Shiluach HaVadim. The severity of their punishment was because the mitzvah had given quote on the day that I set your forefathers free. It was expected of them that they would have taken the force of their own emotions to endow this mitzvah with the necessary impetus to fulfill it. Having failed to do so, they not only committed an Avera, in addition, they had fritted away one of the most potentially inspiring moments in the history of Klai Yisrael. The way in which a person preserves the elevation attained at those rare moments of spiritual achievement and awareness is by constantly reminding oneself and reliving the moment by devices such as the sword of Palti ben Laish. The person who does this so can acquire a share by Lamabon but one moment. Back to this week's Pasha, we see your Mechel explaining the carbon Pesach that the Ica reason was for Klai Yisrael to reject idolatry. By offering up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu the deity, the deity of, of Mitzrayim. It was given at that moment something that has to be incorporated and reminded year to year, done and taken and implemented at the time and relived over and over. So doing our mitzvahs properly and separating ourselves from the gullus that surrounds us. May we be Zaychataka this year. Lel Tesvav, Lel Shimurim Halachem, Ladayasechem, to be Zaychataka, to be part of Chabura and Oyla Regel. The Vias Mashiach to Kainam and Meherib, Yemen or Main, Gitchabas, Gitchabas. This Tvaitar is recorded. Rufu Ashlema, Rufu Chaim Shayashim, Babi Rufkachaya, Shlema Ben Esther, Rachma Katun Basleya, Tsvimea Ben Fega. Atinig Yaisi Yehuda ben Hadassah Peril, 
And Moshe Shleim of Ben Yosef Eliezer Lefu Shleim Bekar of Amish called to 